0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your week eight wednesday whip around edition now there's been some debate about whether you can actually call it a whip around episode when you're only having two guests on uh, so for today's purposes my lawyers have advised me to call it a one-two punch uh we're led off by tommy beer here tommy first of two guests on the show what are you thinking about Basketball-wise.
1: Basketball-wise, okay.
0: I won't... Oh, oh, wow. Oh, no, if you want to go the other direction. <clears throat> can, important clarification.
1: I don't know if you wanted to discuss any existential issues or <laughs> – um, uh, yes, we shall stick to sports as Twitter always tells us to do. Um, <laughs> from a fantasy perspective, I think I got my notable numbers co- column coming out tomorrow. Um, so I think I'm going to discuss a little bit of P.J. Tucker action. Um, as you know, I think we are both of a like mind and valuing those boring players that are productive. And, and P.J. Tucker has been exceptionally productive this season. And then I think I might look at some guys that could be involved in trade talk coming up. Marcus Morris in particular. As we know, December 15th is kind of the unofficial start to trade season as um, almost like I think it's 90% of league uh, players will be available to be traded at that date. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Either of those uh, two guys uh, interest you. Well, the other two things, just to bring it up, uh, the other two players, depending on how they play tonight, um, Nikola Jokic, hopefully he starts to, has improved his play of late. Hopefully that's uh, a consistent you know, he'll be able to do that consistently going forward and Bam Adebayo. Um, we certainly expected uh, some good things coming from him this season, but I think he's exceeded expectation and he was just upgraded to probable for tonight's game. So um, hopefully those two guys play well. I'll write a little bit about them. Any of any of those four players I mentioned, anybody you want to discuss in particular?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have thoughts on most of those guys. And, and of course, we're recording this before the Tuesday night yes. games. So when here tonight... That means last night. Yes. P.J. Tucker, let's start there. Career-high 19 boards on Monday. I think you were talking about Tucker heading into the season. I have to imagine, as optimistic as you were about Tucker, you were not expecting nearly 10 points per game and over 7 rebounds per game from him as we arrive in early December.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly, Matt. Um, And I was certainly more optimistic than most. These really exceeded um any expectations I, I could have expected going into the year um as you mentioned um the, the rebounds are you know he's averaging career highs in points and rebounds uh tied for career high in blocks and averaging career high and made three pointers especially of late he's averaging a double double over the last four games 12 points uh, 10 points 12 boards uh averaging 41 minutes per game over that span um Uh, that's a lot of that's uh, you know he played 51 in that double overtime game against the Spurs but you know just the the one thing you know I'll talk a little bit about his numbers but just his durability and consistency consistency is one of the things that really makes him a valuable fantasy performer he's actually played more games than anybody in the NBA dating back to the start of the 2012-2013 season hasn't missed a game since um, the end of 2017 191 straight games plays plenty of minutes for a a fantasy-friendly the offense in Houston, as we know, for Coach D'Antoni. You know, and just, you know, just from a nine-category standpoint, he's just one of those guys that you love. He ranked first in steal-to-turnover ratio last season, has more steals than turnovers in his career, and this season in particular, he's just really put up outstanding stats. He's one of four players averaging at least seven rebounds, two made three-pointers, while shooting over 45% from the floor. The other three are Karl-Anthony Towns, Luka Doncic, and, and Pascal Siakam. And any time wow. you could be in... Uh, a, a grouping with those four fantasy-friendly players that's obviously, uh, uh, you you know, you're, you're doing something right.
0: And now go, for those of you who have PJ Tucker, go offer him for those three players in your fantasy <laughs> leagues and see what happens. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, Before, right before we got on here, I was on Roto-World looking at some recent news, and I saw a Report a blurb via, I think, the ringer that Houston's very interested in Robert Covington. To which I say, please don't do that, Houston, because that would, I think, wreck a number of kind of fun guys that Houston has playing on the wings. You know, it, Tucker, that would hurt him. I think that would hurt Daniel House, who has been a favorite of mine this season. And I think it would uh, put a dent in the recent excitement brought on by Ben McLemore. I think it would just be all around not good.
1: Definitely, I agree with you. I think Tucker would probably be a little bit less impacted than these than those other guys because I think they, you know, they would play Tucker at the floor a lot and 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 use Rocco more at the two or three on the wing. Um, but you're 100% right on House. And um, and Mclemore, if they got Covington, that would really decimate their value. Um, Might even render those guys not rosterable. But that being said, I think that's very unlikely that Minnesota would even entertain. um, As as I noted in the blurb, I think it's unlikely Minnesota would even entertain a serious offer on. Covington until you know around February around the deadline they are still you know in the playoff mix they certainly haven't played as well as they would have liked this season but it it looks like a a team may sneak into the playoffs that eight seed out west maybe around 500 maybe even under 500 so you would assume that the Timberwolves would at least be competitive you know for the next month or so um, into February before they decide to kind of you know uh, the assumption is that they would trade Covington for a younger player or draft picks that would help their you know build around with um, you know obviously Carl Anthony Towns and, you know, Wiggins, they owe a lot of money to. But as Kevin O'Connor noted in that Ringer article, Covington is locked up for the next two years at a variable affordable salary. I think it's only $11 million per. So it's not like, you know, um, a Danilo Gallinari situation in OKC where the Thunder really have no incentive to keep Gallo past the deadline, uh, you know, other than just, you know, competing this year when they've actually exceeded expectations. But um, I think there's definitely, I don't think that Wolves would just move um, you know Covington just to move him for you know for for the sake of you know clearing the the cap. I think that might be something that they they could hold on to him. But um, as you know, certainly something to keep in mind. Um, just one last thing on on Tucker because you joked around about you know offering him for the other four guys. Well, obviously that is not possible. Um, I think it does make sense to offer one of your you know borderline starters you know one of somebody you may have think is you know kind of playing above his head right now exceeding expectations you know floating with kind of a hundred um you know hundred-ish overall fantasy value and see if the guy that owns tucker in your league values him the way he should because i think even with his strong start um if you just look at his numbers he doesn't jump out as a guy that's really a, a stud in nine cat leagues but he's ranking inside the top 50 for the season um so if you could you know trade and i think he'll stay there i think he'll stay in that you know 50-ish 60-ish range um, a little bit of a regression to the mean uh, but assuming the roster stays the way it is i do think he's a little bit undervalued even with as strongly as he's played thus far this season
0: yeah the element of surprise is in your favor if you're offering trades for pj exactly tucker. this person with tucker's like wait what yep, yep, what yep. So you're offering me a trade for tucker okay yep. let's see what you're offering uh yeah you might be able to offer a worse fantasy option who is younger and more exciting exactly. for tucker thereby making your team more boring and better exactly the second guy you mentioned was Marcus Morris. And and because we were just talking about trade rumors and potential, you know, he's on a one-year deal, obviously, with the Knicks, putting up career-best numbers, nearly a top 50 guy in nine category leagues per Basketball Monster. So a trade for him out of New York would be pretty scary. A hundred
1: percent. There's two things I think that I would, and I own Morris in a couple of leagues, so it's it's difficult to trade a guy who's having a career year who's the focal point of a, of a bad team, it gets a ton mm-hmm. of shots, but um, all that factored, you know, baked into the cake. One, he's shooting; uh, his numbers are bound to regress to the mean. He's shooting above fifty percent from three point territory this season, leading wow. the league in percentage. You know, the most accurate three point shooter, and I don't think it's a stretch to say that he will not finish the season as the league's most accurate three point shooter. So you got a regression to the mean in that respect. And not only is he a trade candidate, I think he's a Um, a a December trade candidate, you know, an early January trade candidate. Whereas other teams, as I mentioned, Robert Covington, for instance, the Wolves are going to try to, you know, see are they buyers, are they sellers, um, you know, kind of play that game out as long as possible, and then kind of make a final decision um, around the start of February. The Knicks, as we know, should be if they have any common sense, which maybe, you know, maybe maybe pushing it, but you assume that they are understand that they're obviously sellers right now. And they kind of have the advantage on other teams that are, you know, deciding, weighing pros and cons of trading guys, of keeping guys. Let's see if we can make a run and, you know, chase that eighth seed. The Knicks. Can, you know, should try to move guys as early as possible um, and recoup some future assets. And I think Marcus Morris is obviously the most attractive of all their veteran players. He's on expiring contract, you know, so for teams that are looking for a playoff push, you know, Portland uh, that has had their front court decimated, you know, there, there's plenty of teams that are looking for a power forward slash small forward that can defend well, that has played in big games for Boston, you know, has plenty of playoff experience, um, an established veteran can stretch the floor, can guard multiple positions. So I think, the benefit also for the Knicks' perspective is if you trade a guy in February, you know, you get, what, 22 games out of him, 18 games, whatever the case might be. Whereas if you trade him, you know, late December, you get half a season out of him. So the Knicks might be able to ask for a little bit more than teams that if they were dealing strictly at the deadline. So I think it's very likely that he's moved. Um, even if he's not moved, I think it's very likely that he's, you know, that his uh, percentages uh, decrease so I think there is, um, if you own Marcus Morris, you are you. It certainly behooves you to at least explore the trade market right now. Well, because I don't think his value is going to be much higher than it is at the present moment.
0: Before we close the book on Morris, is there anyone that fan, like who who would you think, if fantasy owners want to be prepared for that and know who to run an ad if and when Morris is traded? I mean, is it Kevin Knox? Is it someone like Damian Dotson? Who do you think? Gets the first shot at the Morris minutes and shots. Definitely
1: Knox. I think Knox is the is the primary beneficiary, but he's been he's been awful the last month or so. I think <laughs> right. Bobby Portis benefits a little bit. You know, if they if they move him quickly, they might want to showcase Portis for a month or two before they try to trade him in February. Um, but yeah, I think you hit on the on the on the on the main guys. The main guy being Knox, and then as you mentioned, Dotson would also um, sneak into you know play maybe play some more minutes on the wing. Um, I think Mitchell Robinson might see his minutes increase um, as they shift. You know, Todd Gibson maybe to play some power forward um and, and play alongside uh, mitch robinson a little bit um so all those guys would certainly benefit and there would be a lot more shots to go around so even a guy like rj barrett uh w- would see uh, plenty of shots his increase and julius randall would see even a p- potentially larger chunk of the offense so that would certainly help out a bunch of Knicks. depending upon what they brought back they may bring back another kind of project player um, that they may want to give some minutes to over the second half of the season or if they you know as you mentioned if they just get a pick uh, you know second round or late first round or something like that um than, uh, than those other players who benefit primarily.
0: Mitchell Robinson, by the way, a guy I'm looking to for, you know, hopefully a big spike in, in numbers under the new regime and a guy who you have steadfastly refused to <laughs> take from me in exchange for John Collins, despite me repeatedly just offering it to you. I kind of just wait like every, a few weeks and then I offer it again. Just say, oh, for this again, and every I time I to.
1: seriously consider it. Um, but I <laughs> unfortunately for you, I watch too much of the Knicks, uh, and, and are too frustrated with the rotations and Mitch Robinson's foul to trouble yeah. to uh, to pull yeah. the trigger yet. But
0: because if you just if you don't watch the Knicks on a nightly basis, looking at Mitchell Robinson's last couple games, you're thinking to yourself, oh, uh, he's coming on, which he is definitely, but yeah, it's different. I think maybe if you, it, it, you know. Have to watch it. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I but I definitely think that his his value's on the rise. I think, obviously, the coaching change benefits him. I think it may take another month or two. Um, you know, the Knicks may, you know, continue to, to trot Taj Gibson out there. But, again, we, we talk about guys that are looking to move at the deadline. Taj Gibson's certainly a player um, that they will look to trade and uh, could definitely draw some interest from teams that, you know, looking for a, a backup big off the bench. Uh, Taj Gibson's the consummate professional. Um, you know, you can rely on him for 10, 15 minutes a night in a, in a playoff series. Um, so if if he got moved, that would certainly open up some plenty of opportunities for Mitch Rob as well.
0: All right, so uh, before we get out of here, you did mention Nikola Jokic, who I think is worth discussing real quick because he's been a you know consensus first round pick who has really let fantasy owners down. But it sounds like uh, we may have cause to be encouraged.
1: Let's hope you know again we're, just, we're recording this prior to Tuesday night's game, so let's hope he continues to trend in the right direction. But um, they played Friday and Sunday. And, uh, you know, I think he's averaging like 27 points, 10 boards, 6 assists over those two contests. And just as importantly, averaging over 20, he took over 20 shots per game in each of those two contests. And that's kind of what you want to see, that aggressive version of Nikola Jokic. You know he's going to board, you know he's a great passer, so he'll get, you know, 5 plus assists a night when he's out there and playing 30 plus minutes. But he's been, he was really been uh, very passive on the offensive end. Um, yes, he needs to get in better shape, but he just really hasn't looked for his own shot. You know, he's kind of said, it, I'm struggling you know I'm going to pass the ball if I'm not making shots you know kind of be a better team player Uh, but the Nuggets need him to be aggressive and look for his own shot at the offensive end because it really helps their other guys Um, and it certainly helps fantasy owners so as someone that traded for Jokic a couple weeks ago and uh, was not exactly pleased with their early returns let's hope he uh, (laughs) this this uh, new version of Jokic um, Nicole Jokic 2.0 continues to um, look for his own shot uh, aggressively attack the paint you know make you know take and make some three-pointers because that's what we love from the big guy.
0: You know, uh, quickly, history does provide a little blueprint here, recent history, because last year, oh, in November last year, he had six single digit scoring games, six games of eight points or less in November last year. So it wasn't quite to the same level as this year, but there was that stretch last year where I was like, what is Jokic doing? You know, why isn't he sh- why isn't he shooting? Why isn't he scoring? And then he obviously got it going and and kind of flipped the switch and became the guy that you know, it was the first round guy we expected to see. So I like that, Matt. I
1: may steal that and insert that into the columns uh, more.
0: Yeah, do it. And now he had how many single digit games this November? One, two, three, four, five. So actually, pretty similar. Pretty similar. I mean, you know, slightly different, but but yeah, similar kind of case where he, you know, weird, weird stretch to start the season, but yeah, he probably will be that guy. I looked at it
1: briefly. I think. I forget exactly what this was last week, but before, you know, kind of came on a little bit. But I think over the first 15 games, he had five games where he had fewer than 10 points and fewer than six assists. So, you know, like single digit points and five or less assists. I think he had it five times in the first 15 games, whereas in the 80 games he played last year, he only did that four times. So it was it wasn't just the scoring that was down. His assists were down His his rebound numbers were down over that that, that first month of the season. But like I said, let's hope he's uh, back on track.
0: If you want to follow Tommy on Twitter, it is at Tommy Beer. Look for the Notable Numbers column on rotoworld.com on Wednesday. Tommy, thanks for taking the time, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. As we carry onward, I want to take a second to talk to you about the RotoWorld World Football Podcast, everyone. As you know, RotoWorld World is one of the biggest NFL news sites on the web. And the Roto World Football Podcast gives the Roto World writers a platform to let loose and take a top-down look at the league's rosters and weekly matchups. Now, so much NFL analysis comes from former coaches, former players— Roto-World Football has neither, just a group that watches way too much football from their desks and obsesses over every single detail. If you missed a game on Sunday, their Monday podcast is a great way to catch up. I've listened to this one a bunch of times myself. They review every single game and moment from the NFL weekend by the writers who sat down specifically to cover that game, so you get a great look at any of the games you might have missed. The rest of the week focuses on game previews, the news that's changing the NFL landscape, and setting your perfect lineup for the fantasy playoffs. New episodes drop on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening right now. Check out the Roto World Football Podcast. Jared Johnson is here. We are live. Too. Jared, you're here. to I just want no pressure, but you're here to close this out today. You're pitching. Oh, you're, okay. You're okay. pitching innings five through nine of this. Uh, it's a two man staff today. Nice. Tommy Beer only threw four innings. He fatigued. We took
2: him out. You're here to, you're here to finish this out. Uh, what's up? I'm going to sell you on three-time champ, one-time <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year winner, Mr. Draymond Green. Okay, are you selling me or are you selling, selling the you I'm selling you directly because everyone knows that you want him, Matt. Don't be <laughs> lying to us. <laughs> Every, everyone in this league knows you specifically Draymond Green is your favorite player I know you write it in your diary On the reg You say, this is the day That I'm going to get Draymond Green And I'm going to make this possible for you <laughs> Wow Alright I don't really want him I'm just going to say it you I, I, gotta, want him. I gotta... <laughs> That's a lie First lie Okay, continue <laughs> with your series of lies That you're about to tell me I would trade for Draymond Green, but you can understand my reluctance.
0: I think, and I think that the, relu- the reluctance I have is the reluctance that a lot of, a lot of America has in uh, trading for Draymond during the season. It's just scary, Jared.
2: I mean, I would give you something for okay. him. let me let me go through it. Let me go through it. Number one, number one, triple double king. You think <laughs> you think Draymond Green? Basically, mini LeBron James, better defense. (laughs) Let's just be real here. Okay? Number two. Number two. Number one in the league. And Dave Chappelle references in most recent specials. A lot of sizzle here (laughs) at this point. You know what I will say? You know what
0: I I honestly, and this is really serious talk here. In December so far, he's played four games, right? 10.3 points. 5.8 5.8 assists, 2.5 steals, 1.0 blocks. I mean, he had a nice game uh, against Memphis on Monday, 16 points, 5 assists, I think a steal, and 3 blocks, and a 3 pointer. I'm honestly yeah. thinking to myself, I saw that stat line, and I said, wow, now, and I honestly thought of you because <laughs> I associate you with Draymond now. I said, wow, Jared's really got a chance here to actually trade Draymond right now. Like, yeah. I think, I think. You have, you have a nice, and this applies to fantasy owners out there as well who have had this headache. You're, he's got a little momentum at the moment. And I look at that recent game log, and this is what people do when they evaluate trades, I think. They look at the recent game log, and they let that really sway their opinion a lot, right? I mean, we all look at game logs, and, and that has weight. I mean, it's pretty good,
2: you know? And We all know his potential. We all know his potential. I feel like he's feeling out his teammates more. The assists are coming. His three-point shot's dropping a little bit elite defensive numbers but i think here's what i would do if i were you because you have
0: probably offered i would say double digit draymond trades to to the roto <laughs> world league right is that a fair is that accurate
2: that uh guess that may be accurate
0: estimate the number for me like what what would you say the number is uh, That you uh 347 offered? no 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 okay so but let's say you've offered you've offered tim to everyone in the league at least once yes what i probably. think you do and this is advice to other draymond green fantasy managers out there I think you wait. I think you say maybe. What if he? What if he strings together like three more good games? Because if you offer it now, you risk looking a little too desperate. Which not not an issue for you, Jared. We've already <laughs> we've already crossed that threshold a long time ago. But for other people out there, if you've been playing your cards close to the vest, maybe maybe even hold on a little longer, a couple more good games, and just casually put it out there. You know what I'm saying? For a mid round yeah. guy, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I would
2: do. Okay, but- so. Let's just uh, let's take let's take a look at your team, all right? You you lost Steph and Curry early.
0: I lost Curry. I've lost. Uh, you lost Vooch. Vooch. I've been weathering a bit of a storm here. Who's
2: uh, basically the perfect replacement for those two guys? <laughs> it's Draymond Green. It's Draymond. I couldn't I couldn't think of a better. It's like a combo. He's like Steph Curry, Vooch, Draymond Green. It's a pretty low. You're
0: gonna um. You have to aim pretty low on my roster. I, I said publicly on the podcast last week that... You said DeAndre once, Jordan. I said once the DeAndre Jordan offer comes in, I'm hitting accept.
2: Okay. Listen to this. You ready? Okay, I'm listening. Are you sitting down? I I am, in fact, seated, yes. Would you stand up, please? Okay, I'm standing. I need Let's you to this. sit down again. Okay. I'm sitting down. Draymond Green, Josh mm-hmm. Hart, Okay. for DeAndre Jordan and will barton i knew that who the fourth person was going to be in that, <laughs> in that trade
0: come on uh, now i think that you're going to i don't to be honest like do it for the I don't, pod i do it for I don't, the pod matt i don't hate that offer i what i'm gonna say for the for the pod i'm gonna say send it over it's definitely not a no it's not definitely hey. a no. it is it is a possible no i would say i'm I'm sixty forty no on that, but I could crunch some numbers, do some research, think about it some more, feel a little impulsive, and and crazier things have happened than me accepting that. Wait, is that how I want to phrase that?
2: I think so. Yeah, that's an accurate. I think you phrase. basically said that you were going to do it. So now, now yeah. just yeah, yeah, that's what I was hearing at least. We'll, we'll run the tape
0: back and, but <laughs> but honestly, if you send that over, it's not an immediate reject. I'm going to take some time. This is Tuesday. I'm going to take some time, think about it. I, it terrifies me that I would even think about it. I would say you have, you're going to have to pry Will Barton out of my cold dead hands, but I mean, no, crazier things have
2: happened. Crazier things have happened than me clicking accept on that. Let me just put the final pitch on Draymond Green for I mean, don't you overse- specifically. Don't, for you, don't, for, don't oversell for your team, for your team. You're at the risk of overselling, but go ahead. <laughs> Elite team naming abilities. Now I'm going to be real with you, Matt roy munson like i get it kingpin was a great iconic movie from the 90s no relationship to your team and I honestly think get, i don't think fantasy get hoops wide. probably most important uh second most important thing team name team fantasy names hey, my and
0: team is, is named roy munson for a reason though and i think you're missing the reason
2: oh i'm missing the reference okay i had Should the i had the world in the
0: I had the world in the palm of my hands and I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I had the number 1 pick and I took the wrong guy. So I okay. will be I will be Roy Munson all season. Okay. So. Okay.
2: You you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> I but I would be willing to give you everyone loves Draymond, which I feel like is a great Oh, so you're, pretty, you're throwing pretty, in pretty elite team name right there.
0: You're throwing in the team naming. Uh, okay, understood. So it's the 2 for 2 <laughs> trade plus naming plus the rights to the plus team name. Plus the
2: rights the name in it okay
0: got it i'm not gonna say that put it over the top but it's no it's worth noting thank you (laughs) so all right is there anyone else you wish to discuss here while we have a little window to chat
2: uh i mean you can shoot me a name i'll give you my take but uh i think that i i accomplished my goal in uh selling (laughs) draymond in in the most aggressive way possible
0: (laughs) uh I didn't realize, like, we were kind of, for everyone out there, we were kind of joking about it. Like, oh, why don't you just come on the pod and just try to sell me Draymond? But you really, I mean, you really did it. You really <laughs> came on and did it. Because <laughs> you kind of laughed about it. You're like, haha, yeah, that'd be funny. But I didn't realize, I mean, you were actually preparing it. So that's oh, pretty yeah. good. Uh, well done. Let me ask you about one guy, one more guy. It's a guy named RJ Barrett. And Tommy Beer and I were just on a minute ago and, and the name Barrett came up. We talked about a few nicks, but we didn't actually stop to talk about Barrett who is rostered in 82% of Yahoo leagues. Okay, Jared. And I don't think he's a guy you can actually start in fantasy in a percentage league. He's a, he's absolutely destroying you in two percentages. He's ranked nearly 300, 300th in nine category leagues, but I have a feeling that he is in a lot of fantasy lineups, just wreaking havoc on them. And, uh, I think it's time to to change that. That's where I'm at.
2: Ooh, you're at cutting RJ.
0: I'm not necessarily at cutting him, but I I am at outright benching him or taking your approach with Draymond Green and aggressively <laughs> aggressively shopping him for uh, any for anyone who is startable.
2: Yeah, in in points leagues, he's obviously much much better. But yes, he is he is a percentage killer. Uh, a little bit reminiscent of Brandon Jennings. Field goal percentage killing days, right? But I mean, Barrett, I think shot forty nine percent his
0: first four games, and since then he's he's under thirty seven percent in like eighteen games while shooting fifty five percent from the line during that same stretch. And like his yeah. counting stats are good for a nineteen year old. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but they're not they're not amazing. Yeah, I you know? don't I
2: don't think they necessarily improve. It's just it's so hard to get shots off in New York. Uh, I mean, I've, I've only honestly watched a handful of their games this year. But when I do, I often see, like, you know, Julius Randle. He's the guy that I'm paying more attention to when I'm watching them. But, like, Julius Randle gets triple teamed. There's just no spacing on that team. I'm not really sure you can, you can uh, make up the d- – I don't, I don't think you can solve that issue based on the guys on the roster. I mean, they have, what, 37 power forwards and, <laughs> and 40 starting point cards. But it just—I think it's going to be a little bit rough going for the rookie. I—I'm not quite there where I would consider cutting him, and I don't think—you know—I don't think we're at the point where you can really even aggressively shop him because he's coming off a, his past three were two points, nine points, and twelve points—all terrible percentages. Right. But I mean, like, I'm just going to say a few names, and and
0: tell me if you think these are no-brainers that you'd rather have this guy or Barrett. Okay. Got it. Tomas Saturanski. I'd rather have Barrett. Okay, see, I'd rather have Sadoransky, no questions asked. Yeah, um, not feeling Sato. Well, he's been pretty good lately. Top one hundred guy on the season. Okay, so so difference in opinion there.
2: Uh, Harrison Barnes. Oh, I'd rather I'd rather have Harrison. Although I'm I am nervous about Harrison falling off at some point. I have him in one league, and mm-hmm. I can't really get anything for him, so I'm just enjoying the ride. Sure, but I mean, maybe if you have Barrett, that could be a guy
0: you could offer Barrett for. I'm just saying. If he, I'm not gonna go through too many names here, in fact, I may not go through any more. My point is, if you have Barrett on your team and things are not going well, that guy may be the reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he very sneak. He very quietly uh, could really be sabotaging fantasy squads. That's all I'm saying. And it's nothing against the real life player. I think he's kind of an ex- you know. I think he's an exciting prospect. All that. He's obviously an impressive 19 year old, but fantasy wise, he not there is yet very very much a destroyer of percentages yes so deandre ayton is back in uh
2: what four games i'm pretty excited
0: DeAndre, for that deandre ayton's almost back john collins, john is, collins back is back, less back less in less than two weeks eight? those are yeah john collins is back i think that can play the 23rd of december yes uh those are two like league shifting uh returns right there yes definitely basically fantasy owners have gotten nothing out of those guys ayton showed us one game and blocked four shots uh, so very curious to see if he's actually, you know, improved in that area. Uh, and Collins was nearly at two threes and two blocks per game before he went uh, before he got suspended. So
2: that could really if you're if you're holding on to either of those guys, your team is is potentially set to make a run. Yeah. Yeah. I picked up uh, DeAndre in the, in the actually that points league draft that we did, the, the live Roto World draft with the with the fans. You traded for him. I, uh, someone panicked and they cut Aiton Wow right, right after the suspension. I just decided to pick him up. So I'm sitting pretty de- in that league. You decided, yeah, if decided it was Yeah, I decided to swap out my worst player. I, <laughs> yeah. I had the, because I was the last pick, I had number one waiver priority. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I snatched him up and, uh, I'm pretty, I'm looking pretty good in that points league. Wow. Nice. That's a, that's a massive pickup. That person's going to regret that. Drop. Okay. Let's go out on this. I have a trade okay. that I've, I've been contemplating. I'm kind of leaning towards no. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to pull the trigger before this pod comes out. Here's, here's the offer. Okay. This is the in the, the po- offer is Draymond Green <laughs> and <it's> Josh Hart. <laughs> this, is, this is in the points league. Okay. So it's I would be receiving Julius Randle and Nikola okay. Jokic for okay. Tobias Harris and DeAndre Ayton. Points league. Oh, wait. What's this is a, this this is the points league. This is the points league, and and Aiton is a free guy for me, basically.
0: So you'd get Jokic and Randall in a points league for Ayton
2: and Tobias Harris. It's yeah. tempting. This format heavily rewards defensive stats. If you if you look at it's a little bit easier with points leagues, right? Because it's just raw scoring totals. Right. So, have you put in there? Have you put in their numbers? So over the past 2 weeks when Jokic has been playing better he's averaging mm-hmm. 38.7 points per game in this league. Okay. Okay. Which is uh, a good number. That's a that's a healthy number. Yeah. And Julius Randle over the past 2 weeks 29.5. Okay. Uh Tobias Harris has kind of been playing really well lately. He's at 34. Okay. That's like his pe- it's got to be around that's his like peak. That's like his though. peak, right? Yeah. So Tobias Harris, Julius Randall, kind of fairish in a points league because we're not counting percentages, and maybe mm-hmm. Randall kind of goes off at some point. But I'm a little bit scared of New York. Mm-hmm. The big thing is: is it worth it? Do I do I trust the upside of Ayton or do I roll with a semi buy low on the
0: Jokic? You get the you got to take the best player in the deal. When in doubt, Jokic is the best player in the deal. When all is going right. Yeah. So, I think I think it's close enough that you go with that side of it. Yeah? You're leaning towards that side? I think so. I think that the goal of fantasy hoops is ultimately to get as many top 10 guys as you can and you're getting one without giving up a you're getting a likely top 10 guy without giving up a
2: likely top 10 guy. So you do trust that Nikola Jokic is on this turnaround run right now and he's just going to get better because he's been one of the most perplexing guys in fantasy hoops, to be honest. Tommy and I talked about this actually just a few minutes before you came on. And Jokic had a really
0: similar stretch last year in November where he was having these weird single-digit games, wasn't shooting much, didn't look like the same guy. And then, uh, you know, he turned it on. And he's had, well, he's, he's he's scored thirty and twenty four points in his last two games. Yes. Um, heading into Tuesday, so,
2: yeah, I am cautiously optimistic. I mean, I, me too. You know, so I think I would do it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm leaning towards that. Now you swayed me a little bit because yeah, mm-hmm. I I do I really love the idea of Nikola Jokic, and if the I, I don't want to drive this point home too much. if you guys already talked about it? But if the one criticism that seems to make the most sense to me. Is that he's simply out of shape? That seems like a pretty easy thing to fix. Yes, he's playing himself into shape as he goes. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I, I'm on board with the Jokic Renaissance. I think that there's plenty, there's enough of a track record and some past history that suggests that he just may not be a, a peak early season guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you do that one. I'm gonna give you a very firm maybe on the other one. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it over. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for it, and I will spend the next nine hours analyzing it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. If you want to follow Jared on Twitter, it is at J underscore the underscore truth. Did I get that right? I did, right? <laughs> did. Yeah. It's a really easy Twitter handle. Uh, all right. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Yeah, no problem.
0: All right, that will just about do it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you might be listening. Take a second to give us a rating and review as well. Thank you to Tommy Beer and Jared Johnson for joining me. Thank you to all of you for listening. Mike Gallagher is here on Friday with his episode. I'm here every Monday and Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Goodbye. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150.